ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dykewood Mills. Hello everyone. My name is Chikombe Basiami and I'm from the First Love Botswana. I am in the film stars by the grace of God. My testimony is about how God healed me during the Good Friday service this year. In October uh, 2016, I was on my way to work, and unfortunately I got into a bit of an accident. I slipped and fell while crossing the road. So I underestimated the injury, and I continued and just ended up going to work. But by 5 p.m., I was unable to stand up and I was carried to the hospital. When I got to the hospital, I was only attended late into the night, about 12 a.m. in the morning. Um, by that time, my leg had doubled in size. My, my ankle was twice my leg. So, um, and then I got attended to. Um, an injury that was supposed to heal within two weeks took between four to six months. Um, first I was in a cast and then I was in an ankle boot and then I was generally just walking in crutches but I continued coming to church I continued being a laborer in the house of God and I came to the miracle service to the Good Friday miracle service on that day, on Friday in my crutches I came in, um, it was live streaming from Accra in our church in Botswana Yes, and then um, I was there in my crutches, and Daddy was preaching, he was preaching, and then towards the end, he called for healing. He said, those who need healing. Um, so Daddy was praying, he was praying for us for healing, and I, decided, I believed, I decided to believe that today, today is the day, today is the day I'm going to get healed. And, I, and he prayed, and I prayed with him, and I prayed with him, and I prayed with him, until Daddy said, touch the area that you have been injured. So I touched it, and I... And Daddy continued praying. And then he said, after some time, he said, check if you've been healed. So I had brought heels for somebody else. And I decided to take a leap of faith and put on the heels. Mind you, I came in crutches. So I put on the heels and I was able to stand up for more than five minutes. Amen. So to the glory of God, I was healed. Amen. 
So uh, daddy called us to go to the front and I went to the front and I gave glory to God for my healing. Um, I would like to take this time to firstly to thank God, to thank God for, for healing me during that time. I was weak, I was broken, I was hopeless and God healed me. Amen. And I would like to also take this time to thank our father, Bishop, to thank our daddy for, for making it possible for a small girl in Botswana to be present within the service using the live stream broadcast. Thank you so much, Daddy. Please continue using the different mediums to preach to us. We are hearing them. They are changing our lives. Thank you so much. God bless you. Amen. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. We have another testimony. Help me welcome Toten to share her testimony with us. Please encourage her as she comes. Hello everyone. Uh, my name is Mpoto Ding and I'm from First Love Church, Botswana. And I'm here today to give glory to God for the wonders he has performed in my life by saving me and changing my life. Before I came to the church, I was a very, very wild girl. I was uncontrollable at, at only 18 years old. I used to sneak out of the house. My parents would be asleep. I'd wait for them to sleep. And as soon as they're asleep, I'd jump out of the window, jump walls, to go and meet my boyfriend, to go and meet my friends, to go and drink alcohol. And this was a very dangerous life that I was living. And on one of the occasions, there's a friend of mine who we were drinking as usual, and she brought weed cake. So weed cake is a cake where one of the ingredients is weeds. So it was my first time having it, and I went crazy, I lost my mind, and I ended up in the hospital. And in all these things, God was thinking about me, because the hospital that I went to, the pastor there, the, the doctor there happened to be a pastor in First Love Church, Botswana, and Pastor Olians, and he linked me to Pastor Benedict, and for a long time they were following me up almost four months, till I finally stepped foot in church. They didn't give up on me, and I'm so grateful to God that today I'm in the house of God. I'm serving God. I'm a church girl. And even the relationship that I have with my parents, I mean, they even allowed me to come all the way to Ghana. I didn't have to sneak out of any window to come here today. And I'd just like to take this opportunity to give glory to God for performing this wonderful miracle in my life and to also thank Bishop, to thank our father, Daddy, for sending Reverend Patrick all the way to Botswana because in all this, he was thinking about this small girl here standing here and I'm so grateful. Amen. Please put your hands together. How many of you have been blessed by the testimony? We have another testimony. Please put your hands together as we welcome Camilla to share her testimony with us. Hi everybody, my name is Camelia and I'm from First Love Church London with Bishop Richard. My testimony is about how God 
saved me and delivered me from Hinduism. So before I was born again, I grew up with my mum and dad, and my mum was a Hindu. So she would take me to the temple, and we used to worship idols and gods, um, Ganesh with the elephant head, and another god called Durgama, which is for women. And they used to tie like a red cord around your hand, so it was almost like I was in bondage. And regardless of going to the temple and the priest praying for us, I never felt a connection. Um, I was really bad, rude to my parents, rude at school, was failing school. Um, In my free time, I would just go to boys' houses, miss school, go to boys' houses, drinking, holding drugs for them. And my life was really taking um, a bad route, and I was lost. Um, until one day I started college and I met a girl who said she'd like to take me to church. I wasn't a Christian. I knew nothing about Jesus. I didn't even know John 3.16. I knew nothing. Um, but I agreed to going. I was quite open, which was funny because didn't really listen to people. Um, and she invited me to Lighthouse and I went. Um, and the message was really powerful. It was convicting. I enjoyed it but I didn't give my life to Christ. And I kept on going. And on the third week, um, the pastor that was in the church was preaching on one of Daddy's books, Solomonic Success. Um, And at the end, when he gave the altar call, I was so convicted and my heart was just beating. And my friend looked at me and she asked me if I was okay. And I said, I think I'm ready finally to give my life to Christ. So... I lifted my hand, and she walked with me to the front. I was the only person who gave my life to Christ in that service. And after that, um, I stopped going to church for a while because, you know, some reasons. Um, But I heard about dagheewardmills.org, and I had a really good shepherd who put messages onto my iPod. But every Monday, I was really excited to go to the website and download the message, sync it onto my iPod. There was no podcast then, so you had to do the, the manual work, download it, put it on. And I read the books, and the books were also given to me. Um, so I'd just like to say thank you, Daddy, for the messages and the books. They have really changed my life. And in a moment that I wasn't able to physically be in church, I was still connected and still close because of the things that you've given to us and the resources. So um, I'd like to thank God for salvation. I don't take it for granted at all. It's really a blessing to be saved. Um, So thank you. Amen. Are you enjoying the testimonies? Are we being blessed by the testimonies? We have our final testimony. Please put your hands together as we welcome Pastor Ehi to share his testimony with us. Hallelujah. Um, my name is Pastor Ehizohale Ehinome Sehile. <laughs> I'm a pastor and a missionary with the Botswana Missions under Reverend Patrick. Um, my testimony is about how God saved me from the life of sexual addiction, drug addiction, gang- gangsterism, and... Um, a lot of things. <laughs> um, when I was young, when I, I grew up in a Christian home, I went to church every Sunday. 
because if you didn't go to church, I mean, there was a certain punishment. You'd eat rice without meat. So <laughs> I had to go to church. And uh, nevertheless, when I, was, um, when I was home and my parents were out, uh, I would get exposed to pornographic movies. And this was around the age of nine. And um, gradually that went on. I kept on watching them. And I didn't know what to do with it. But those images were just in my mind. And um, um, I also had an episode where about a year or two of my life where I was into bestiality. I don't know if you know what that means. But it means a sexual attraction to animals. Yeah, I was sexually attracted to my dog. And that was about, uh, I think I was about nine years old at that time. But at that time, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do with all these uh, feelings. And then I went on to school, to secondary school, for a brief period in my, I think it was fifth and sixth year. I was in a homosexual relationship, and uh, there was no sexual intercourse in the way it was, but the whole fondling and, you know, playing around until actual whatever. Um, and um, these were some of the sexual sins that I was into. And then I went to school, I joined a gang in Nigeria, in university, we organized riots on campus, we disrupted school, uh, school activity, and we got into a big fight, even with the police and with the, um, the military at the time, and it was one of the reasons why I had to, I don't think I've told anybody this, but it was one of the reasons why I had to relocate and come to, to Ghana. So I came to Ghana for university. I joined, I was in uh, Legon for one year. And while in Legon, I mean, we, I continued uh, gangsterism. We formed a gang there. And one of the times we actually beat up a taxi driver. We beat him up in, on Legon campus. I was in Aquafo Hall. And me and my gang were five of us. We had to run to a hotel. I think it was in East Legon. That was in 2002. We had to run to the hotel and hide there for about a week. We got the police and the people that were looking for us. So we had to skip school for about two weeks and were there until things had calmed down. Then we snuck back into school but kept a low profile. Um, and then uh, I would involve myself with group sex. Uh, me and my roommate would have girls in the room and we just slip. I mean, it was, it was normal. And drugs, dealing, and uh, Lebanese friends and Lebanese girlfriends, half cast and all these people, motorbikes and everything. So, uh, and clubbing. I mean, time cannot allow me to express all of it. I mean, oh, okay. So, um, so we would, uh, we were distributing drugs on campus, especially marijuana. We would take out the cigarettes, we buy packs of cigarettes, we would take them out and empty the tobacco from inside and we'll fill it up with weed. We had a place in our room. We spread the weed and sort it. I mean, because we're getting it directly from the farms. So we spread it out, sort it out. It's a whole process. You have to remove, you have to remove the seeds. You have to remove the branches, the twigs to leave the, to leave the, the leaves itself. So that it's pure, pure product. Oh, I should not teach you. Sorry. <laughs> So uh, we would do that and we would sell it and give it out on campus. Um, but people, you think you are smoking cigarettes, but it's actually weed. So um, in all this, I, 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 um, I mean, I also had a lot of hatred in me. 
and I, I was in my guns. I was ready to kill, and, and I, I just want to kill for each other in the gang and everything. Um, and I, was, I had an episode of depression. I almost killed myself three times, and I mean slitting your wrist and trying to jump over buildings and and things like that. Um, and God thought of me and sent. By that time, we had moved to the International Student Hostel in Legon. And God thought of me and sent uh, Lady Reverend Erica at the time. And um, she came She came to my room and she, she came to, I think she was doing evangelism or something. So she invited me to church, but I wouldn't go. I was very bad. But after some time, uh, I decided to go. And when I got to church, I saw a very beautiful lady in church. So I decided that this would be another of my conquests. So I was in church and uh, for me to get a lady was not a problem But to get one that was in church Now that was my challenge And I accepted the challenge So uh, I, I kept on coming to church because of her And then one day she told me That I should uh, If I wanted to see her I should come to Kodesh Now those days Kodesh was like Very far away from Legon So I traveled to Legon And I met her um, in, the, in the bookshop in Kodesh and while I was there, um, waiting for her to finish doing something, uh, I met um, Reverend, now Reverend, uh, one of the reverends who was designing Bishop's books at the time, Reverend William. And he gave, Bishop William, sorry. And he saw me, asked me, what was I doing? I told him, like oh, I'm just around. I just came to see what's going on. Meanwhile, I was waiting for somebody I was trying to get. And then he gave me one of Bishop's books. I think it was The Art of Hearing at the time. And I mean, I went home and reading that book really, it, it touched me in a special way. But I still didn't make a decision, but my heart was beginning to warm up. So um, I kept on coming to church and in Legon campus, uh, I heard that there was going to be a crusade uh, in Legon Hall. So I attended that crusade. I gave my life to Christ. But then I still wasn't serious until I went to medical school. And uh, while in, in school, uh, I think Reverend Akidele Nicole, now a missionary to Brazil, uh, came to campus. And when I, he, he first invited me, it took a long time, he invited me, and I came to church. And when I came to church, you could see that all the ladies in church just withdrew because a lot of them knew me from Legon. So it's like, whoa, what's this guy doing here? This is very dangerous. So even then, it was only Pastor Aki who was able to come and follow up on me and visit me, even though there were some shepherds in the church. Um, and he would come to my room, I'd be smoking weed, and he, he was like, oh, if you're addicted, you're addicted, it's okay. Just open the Bible. So I would smoke and blow the smoke all over the room. He was there with me, and he would preach to me, read the Bible in the midst of the smoke. And... Um, in the midst of the smoke, he was there with me and everything. And I remember I started becoming serious. And he, he put the church instruments in my room and said, my responsibility is to, because my room was just next to church, my responsibility every morning was after smoking, after sleeping with my girlfriend, I wake up, bath, and carry the instruments into the church. That's all God wants me to do. And I was so proud. I was so proud that a sinner like me, God was not even looking at my sin but will give me something to do in the house of God. So I kept on doing that for some years, and um, uh, I really gave my life. I can't really pinpoint a time when I became like really serious. It was like a, a gradient of things dying out 
in my life gradually dying out as I remained in church. And I remember uh, there was a, a crusade somewhere, I think it was in somewhere, and I was with Bishop Saki uh, behind the crusade, and Daddy finished preaching. By then, Bishop had sent uh, Reverend Patrick to Botswana to be a missionary, and I was with chat, having a chat with Bishop Saki at the back, and Daddy came down from uh, the, the, the platform. I said, hey, what are you doing? I said, oh, Bishop, I'm ready. I'm, I'm here. Bishop said, where do you want to go? I said, oh, I'd like to join Reverend Patrick. I said, oh, powerful. Go, go. T, where do you think you should go? I remember that day. So nice. I said, T, where do you think? What do you think? Um, Bishop Saki said, oh, it's powerful. I think he can go. And I went, and by the grace of God, I'm now a pastor, a missionary. Doing my best for God in in Botswana, and and um, I, and um, I just want to thank God for thinking about me, a degenerate sinner. I mean, time cannot allow me to say the details of the evil that um, that I have done, and uh, sometimes when I'm in church and I. I see, I mean, I just remember some of the girls and people's lives I have destroyed. I wish I could find them and just kneel down and beg them and say, please forgive me. I didn't know what I did. So um, I just want to thank God for thinking about me and for saving my life, a degenerate sinner like me. The blood of Jesus is so powerful. That sets you apart, your sins so far away from where you are now. And I'd like to thank Daddy for believing. I don't understand it, but it's like sometimes when he looks at us and looks at me, I don't know. It's like he can see something that I myself cannot see in a million years. And I don't understand it. It just has to be an eye of love. And I mean, an eye of seeing people through the love eyes of Jesus Christ. That's all I can describe it as. So, Daddy, thank you so much for sending, for believing in us, for starting churches in the, in, the, in the universities, and for sending anointed pastors to pull us out of the grip of the devil. Thank you so much. I'll be eternally grateful for you, Daddy, and to God for saving me. I also encourage everyone you're in church, no matter what you have done, I mean, if yours is worse than me, you can come after service and share your testimony with me, but I don't know if you can be as bad as this, but no matter what you have done, know that God loves you, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, know that God loves you and he has a plan for you, and if only you open your heart, he's willing to take you beyond your imagination, beyond what you can even dream about, and at the end of the day, reward you. So thank you, thank you, Bishop, thank you, Daddy, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for powerful testimonies? We are overcoming the devil. Amen. Please take your seats, amen. I believe that we are having a great time in the house of the Lord. We are having an encounter with the Lord and will never be the same after this service. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together as we welcome Ida!
sit and wait while millions go to hell. Their blood is on our hands. It's time to preach the word. The gospel of Jesus in its pure and simple form is what is missing now from the church.
Can't wait to see your face and say, I love you. Will you just smile and tell me, well done, good and faithful servant. There's no one I love like you, Jesus. Can't wait to see your face and say, I love you. Will you just smile and tell me? Strong opinion. They seem so wise and confident, but their words have no lie. There's no one like you, Jesus. Your words are full of life and power. They lead me on. They guide me on. They show.
Father, thank you for today and for your word that is beautiful, changing our lives. Thanks a million. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. How many of you are glad to be in church? Honestly, I tell you, when I hear the testimonies of people being saved and changed, pure salvation, I'm so moved. It's just amazing. And I thank God for shepherds. I mean, shepherds and pastors. You know, and serious Christians who are serious everywhere, going everywhere, and through their efforts, people are saved. I'm, I'm grateful to the Lord. You know, as he was test, giving his testimony, you wouldn't know what it is to be saved. And so many of the people. When you think of our pastor Aki, you know, sitting there. I don't even know whether he was a pastor then. Was he a pastor? He was an elder. Yeah, elders. With zeal. For somebody to, to smoke on you. You know. And I remember one brother, he went to New York. And uh, he went to sit in a a restaurant or a, a kind of a place I don't know whether it's a real restaurant but he was sitting there having a drink and a wild guy came there wild looking person and sat opposite him then he took out a cigarette or whatever and this was a visitor from Ghana he had not been to I don't know if it was the first time <laughs> and the guy took out a Cigarette or whatever it was, instead of, and then blew it in his face. <laughs> and uh, my, uh, my our brother was scared. Of, I didn't know what was happening, so he got up. But as he was getting up, the man put his hand on his hand, and he he had to sit down, and he smoked him, and he was a. He smoked it and he sat there throughout. He was terrified. He didn't know. Maybe it was a medra, the gun, a gun. You don't know what it was. You know, so he sat there. He's a pastor now. But he told me that story and I was amazed. But this time he was being smoked for Christ. As a shepherd. So all of you who go hunting. For souls. Last week a brother was telling me. About how he went. Looking in the mother. Of the boy he was looking for. Thanked him. You know. Coming to look for her son. Was so bad at insulting the mother. And I thank God. Our lives have been changed. So those of you. How many were at the camp? 
Oh, you were there. How many were not at the camp? You have to tie your own bow tie when you don't come to the camp. You don't even understand some of the English we are speaking. Now, um, I want to begin a new series like I told you last week. And the title of this series, because it will just be for a couple of Sundays, because we'll be going for a crusade for another couple of Sundays after that, in Zambia. Amen. Are you glad that we are winning souls? You know, a brother was giving a testimony. He said he caused routes in the university from the university to close down bringing in police and soldiers so there are real people who behave like devils real people with that aim Christ is very powerful as for me I, I, I intend to preach uh, pure salvation and God gave me a vision to encourage me, you know. After the camp, when I went home, I had a vision. I saw one of the biggest steel pillars that I've ever seen stood just on one going up. I was like a huge something that was coming up. And I felt the Lord was telling me that the message that I was preaching at the camp about prayer is going to be a very mighty foundation and a mighty pillar. Because you can't explain salvation to people. When you hear the testimonies, our sister Fernando was a Hindu. The Hindus, they worship little gods. I, I tell you. One time I was in a, a taxi being driven by a Hindu and he had tied some of the gods to the mirror. The, the driving mirror and they were hanging there gods and I started to talk to him about it look he became angry it was as though he wanted to drive the car into a, a pillar or something you know and I was very happy to get out of the car I began to regret witnessing to, to him but I was wondering how can this thing that is hanging on your driving rear mirror save you let's be serious so my, my title, the title of my message is not the message the series is take somebody somewhere take somebody somewhere now take somebody somewhere is the definition the English definition of the English word leadership. Leadership is defined as to take somebody somewhere. To lead is to take somebody somewhere. I'm just reading from the dictionary. Oh, I don't know the name of this dictionary. It says, take somebody somewhere. We lead him to our chief. Example, 
He's giving examples to take somebody somewhere is to lead the person. All right. Now, another meaning of the word leadership is to be in charge of. Now, God desires to become your leader after you are saved. So, after you are saved, like all our testimonies we are hearing, God now desires to take somebody somewhere. He desires to take someone. Who is the somebody? Say, I am the somebody. And where is the somewhere? To your long-awaited place of promotion. So God is taking somebody somewhere. And the somebody he is taking somewhere is you. And the somewhere he is taking is somewhere very high up the high place of promotion. Amen. Now what people don't realize is salvation is the first step in your deliverance and in your blessing. Salvation. And after you are saved, you now need to be led somewhere good. You need to be taken to a good place and the good place that God has made because you are now his child. So after you are born again, it's not just being born again, but now that you are born again and after you are born again, you now need to be led because you are now one of his sheep and he desires to lead you to a very great place. And a good shepherd is only going to take you to a very good place. Amen. So I want you to believe that God wants to take somebody somewhere and that somebody is no other than you. And that somewhere is no other place than the place of your long-awaited promotion. So this is a very important series of teachings that are going to take you somewhere. Now, it also means to be in charge of. To lead somebody means to be in charge of somebody. If I'm leading you, I'm in charge of you. If I put, I form a group and I say, you are going to England to sing, to go on a little tour, and I have a leader, I've put that person in charge of all the other people. So to lead is to be in charge of. So God desires to be your leader. Or he desires to now be in charge of you. Say, I want God to be in charge of me. How many want the devil to be in charge of you? How many want God to be in charge of you? Yes. Now, the next one is to travel in front of you. How many want God to travel in front of you, wherever you are going? Do you think God will go to a bad place? No. So when God is traveling in front of you, eh? ha, you are safe. You are declared safe in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So God intends to um, be in charge of you. All right? And then, beautiful, God wants to lead you And uh, his leading you is going to be fantastic. The next one is that it means to act as a guide. So God intends to act as a guide. From the time you are saved, he intends to act as a guide. This is the first, I'm giving you the first English definition, long list of definitions of what it means to lead or leadership. One is to act as a guide. 
So when you get born again, God intends to act as a guide. Do you want him to guide you? Yeah, it is his aim to act as a guide. Apart from everything else, he wants to act as a guide to you. And that's fantastic. Alright? Now, this is very important because most people do not know that Christianity revolves around being taken somewhere by God or God being in charge of their lives or God taking somebody somewhere good. Uh, most people don't even know that. And, so, and because of that, they don't learn the most important thing of all, which is to know the voice of God. That's, that's, if you ask me, and I, you know, I've said this before, if you ask me, what is the most important thing to know as a Christian when you get born again? Most of the time you feel, oh, maybe it's to stop fornicating, to stop lying, to stop stealing. Those are the things you should stop. Like the negative things you know. Then the positive things you need to know. The most important of all, of all, by far, when I read the verses to you, you will see, is to hear God's voice and to how to know what, when God is, how God leads you. That's the most important ability you need to have as a Christian. Even more than praying. Because when you hear the voice of God, he will tell you to pray. So, to me, the most important thing is to know God's voice and to follow his voice. Everything is rooted in that. Everything about your future is connected to knowing God's voice. Okay? Beautiful. So, this morning, you know, just a few scriptures. I'm not preaching for long because we just had a camp. And we have a revival tonight as well. So... Beautiful. So just a a short, um, what do you call it? Psalm 23. I'm going to give you some points. God's leadership plan for you. Take somebody somewhere. Who is the somebody? Take somebody somewhere. Now, number one, Psalm 23. You know Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall know one. Fantastic. He makes me to lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside the still water. So God's leadership plan Number one is to lead you by still waters. Okay? So God is leading. He leadeth me beside the still waters. I mean, and still waters are good places for a ship. Ship don't, you don't find them by the sea. Or by dangerous looking places. Somebody was just telling me about a river which makes waves. Are you, are you here? Yeah, a lake, a lake in Rwanda. In Burundi, yeah, lake in Burundi, it, it has waves. It's so big that it, it has waves like the sea. So the Bible says that He leadeth me. He leadeth me. So God wants to lead you. How many want to lead yourself? Ah. You know, the more mature you are, the less you trust yourself. Because you'll find that your ways are not working. And sometimes it takes people their whole life to discover that leading yourself is not working. Try to discover it early and believe early so that you can learn to trust God's leadership. Amen. It's, it's, it, is, it is a very important thing to learn. 
Don't lean to your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. It's a very important thing to believe and learn. But this is the main thing, to lean to your own understanding. We lean usually towards our own ways. Yeah. I was telling someone who doesn't listen to advice, I said, you, you don't listen to advice. You don't listen to advice. And that is your big problem. Because you lean to your own understanding means you don't listen to advice. Yes, you lean to your own way of thinking. That's what it means. You don't listen to advice. No one advises you successfully. No one is able to get through to you. You have to learn everything the hard way. And come to the conclusion that you were right. The hard way. It's so difficult. And life is only one life. You're going to use your life as an experiment to prove that somebody is right. To prove that God is right. God knows that he's right already. He doesn't need you as a new lamp of God to be sacrificed to prove that God is right. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. And then don't lean. Don't depend on your own understanding. Now, just as a quick thing, sometimes I, I say this at weddings, is that even in marriage, you have to trust in the Lord with all your heart. If you don't, you will never be able to have a successful marriage. And when I say even a successful marriage, successful marriage, like if let's say you have 70% of your dreams and ideals happening, it's a good marriage. If it's 60 to 70 percent, maybe 55 to 60 of your imaginations as a child, like what you are imagining that when I marry, we'll do this, I'll be here, I'll be happy. If you can have, let's say, 55 to 60 percent, or 51 to 55 percent, it's a good marriage. It's a good marriage. You wouldn't believe me, but even that. 51 to 55 or 55 to 60, 60 to 65. It's going high. Even that one can never work by your own understanding. Yeah. For instance, when the Bible says wife, uh, wife submit to your own husband, I mean, it doesn't make sense most of the time. But when you learn how to do you see the sense in it. Yeah, and that is the most unloving, unlovable person. Is a person who is not submitted to. Is the most unlovable. You don't easily love rebels and people that are resistant to you. So when you say submit, it's like the opposite of rebelling and being resistant. So husband, love your uh, submissive woman. Do you see? It's easy. It will be easier for him. Eh? But now, husband, love your rebel. Love your stubborn witch. Love your resistant female. You get what I'm saying? I'm not not saying the Bible says only love your submissive wife. The Bible says love your wife, whether she's a rebel, whether she's stubborn, whether she's this. But what I want you to know is that the commandments of God, eh, a lot of people can't make it. They can't obey it. So when you make it even more difficult for them to obey, you see that much fewer people love. 
Or you don't get it. Because it's like, husband, love your whatever. Then it's very easy for him to do. He just flows in it almost like he was born to love. You see? Then you become more resistant and rebellious and more witchy. You get what I'm saying? And then he hears the word, husband, love your wife. He looks at the rebel and says, I must love you. And he says, Father, help me. I'm going to fast and pray for four days so that I can come and obey this difficult word. But a lot of people can't obey and they just walk away. They say, I can't love this thing. I can't do it. I can't make it. I can't make it. I'm sorry. Just like how sometimes you want to resist watching pornography, doing this, fornication, all that. You try. A lot of people can't make it. How many people are virgins? Virgins are few. The planes are more than the, the, the human virgins. Yes. Yes. Few can make it. So when you make it even more difficult, it's very difficult to love. You say people don't obey, they can't obey. You say to them, counsel, oh husband, love your wife, husband, love your wife. They just have it in their head. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard. When they walk out, they say, I do love this one. Tie the bow tie! Alright. How many are going to get to the still waters? Hey! Then it goes on. The next one is, he's going to lead you by paths of righteousness. He resto- Look at verse 3. He restored my soul and he leads me in the paths of righteousness. So God leads you to do right things. So if there's some stealing involved, God is not leading you there. Huh? Yes. So God lead me. Take somebody somewhere and now you have to steal, to lie, to be a hypocrite, to cheat, to do all the bad things you are not supposed to. God is not the one leading you to that because he leads in paths of righteousness. Is it clear? God does not lead you to sin. He leads you to the paths of righteousness. So that is why sometimes when God says go here and you go here, you can easily fall into backsliding very, very deeply. That's why sometimes people who are supposed to be missionaries and do not serve God, right? Many times they fall, sometimes backslide out of Christianity altogether. Because as he was leading you to serve him, he was leading you to the path of righteousness. Yes. So sometimes when you forsake his will, you go straight to the opposite. So follow God. He's trying to take you to a good place. Then he goes on. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. You will not be full of fears when you are following him. Yeah, Lord of the fears. I'll fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. No. Once he's leading you, the things that you should be afraid of, they they finished. Look, there are many things to be afraid of in this life. So many things, bad things everywhere. Yes. You know, as a doctor, I know so many bad things. Almost everything means something. And can mean something. Huh? If you are a doctor, 
You see somebody doing something. You know, a couple of days ago I was with somebody who was doing something. He did it once, he did it twice, he did it three times. So many diagnoses came to my mind. But he didn't know that I was thinking about that. I was thinking of so many things. I said, I mean, the thoughts just were coming to my mind. So there are many fears you can have in this world. Girls have a lot of fears. More than bo- Girls are full of fears. Boys are full of lusts. Yes. Your flesh, our, flesh is, our flesh are different. You know, we have different things. Yeah. We, we, we brothers, we have a lot of lusts. We are sorry. Brothers, are you sorry about it? But the sisters, you must admit that you have a lot of fears. Sometimes what you, what you even feel is love is actually fear. Going to look for, uh, where, where, is, where is my beloved? Where is this guy? Where, where has he gone? What is happening? Where, why, why is he coming out? Also, oh, it's, it's my care. I'm caring for you. I'm not caring for you. You are afraid of something. That is why I'm not caring for anything. I'm not caring. I'm a woman. I'm trying to save you. I know it's not love. It's fear that is moving you all over the place. It's not love. It's not enjoyable. If it was love, we would enjoy it. Let's be serious. A police woman, when you see police, do you feel love? When you see the police, oh, I feel my lovers are coming. A police woman is not a lover. It's a police woman. As soon as you see the police, you are checking for things. There's my license here, my insurance, my, my fire extinguisher, my triangle, and so many things. It's not love. Let's be serious. When you are full of God and God is leading you, He will lead you to a place where all your fears will go away. The Bible says He delivers me from all my fears. You are free from evil fears in Jesus' name. Ah, let me tell you, you know, I can preach about fear you never understand, so I'll give you a film to go and watch. How many will watch it? This is your homework. Watch it. If you want to understand what fear can do, I'll just give you one film to, to watch. Will you watch it? No, those of you who don't want, especially when I'm telling you about fears, you don't believe me, go and watch. Love brood in an African pot. Go and watch it. The first Ghanaian film to be made. This fear was not in a woman, it was in a man. Worth watching. You will be depressed by the end of, not, no, I shouldn't tell you. you. You just watch, you see the power of fear. Go and find it, it's available. Watch it, for, you won't believe what is happening. You won't believe what is happening. What a fear can do. And how it can spoil everything. But when you follow him and you follow his leading, you are delivered from it. So in fact, those people going to marry, better watch it before you marry. Marriage counselors, make sure the people watch it. Say that if you are going to marry somebody, you are full of this insecurity because the, the, in the, the film has a lady who married a fitter. The, the husband was a fitter. Was a, a fitter means somebody who repairs cars. Mechanic. Yeah, but mechanic lower. You get what I'm saying? Mechanic lower. Uh-huh. Yes. And she was the one, she was the daughter of a rich man. Yes, and she became a lawyer. Oh yeah. And then you see the insecurities. Every time she was talking to him, who were you? Who are you talking to? The man you were talking to, you were laughing with him, and what? A, hey, it was. You couldn't believe it. And she loved her husband, but he didn't think so. You watch it. It's a laugh. Love brewed. In an African port. I don't know why they call it African port. Maybe they say in an evil port. 
in a pot of fear. Please, please don't delay me today. Verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God is going to prepare tables of food. That your table will have documents to sign. Signing of your checks and so documents, your house documents, your properties and other important documents concerning your future. You will be signing with tables prepared, prepared. Enemies will be watching this. Oh, you can't do nothing about it. Receive documentation. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. God anoints you when he leads you. And verse 6. Surely. Bad news and unfortunate events shall follow. Surely, negative things and unfortunate. Surely, goodness and mercies shall follow me at weekends. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me on my birthday. Look, when you have a good life and you don't wait for birthdays to be happy. Sometimes I see people really happy on their birthday and I, I secretly think in myself that is it going to take one more year before you will be celebrating? There will be a cake. Somebody will be happy. Be nice. One year. Receive many birthdays throughout your year life in the name of Jesus. To wait for me. I don't wait for birthdays to to celebrate people to honor. I don't wait for. I don't use. It's not in my mind. Every day he said, "Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days. From today, your celebration will be perpetual. A perpetual celebration is declared over your life in Jesus' name." Point number three. No delays, please. He leads you by his truth. Number three. Point number three. This is God's plan to take you, take somebody somewhere is by leading you by truth. Psalm 25 and verse 5. Lead me in thy truth. Teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all day, all the day. Lead me in thy truth. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. Amen. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. God is going to lead you in his truth and teach him and teach you. Amen. Psalm 43, verse 3. Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. And let them Bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Every day God sends out his light and his truth in Psalm 43 verse 3. Every day God sends out his light and his truth and he leads you. Many years ago I was having my quiet time and I read in Timothy, give thyself holy to these things. I read it, keep yourself holy. This was my quiet time. 
It was my quiet time. It was not a, a prophetic word. Those of you who are waiting for prophetic words, look, a genuine prophet is like Apostle Paul. Paul will tell you, this one I'm telling you is, as a believer, I'm telling you what I think. You see, real prophet, the, the, that, that's why I really believe in Kenneth Hagin. When he's ministering, he will tell you, you know, this is not a, a, a vision or whatever. This is what I think. And when he has a vision, clear, he said, he said, I've had eight appearances of Jesus. Not that Jesus is appearing to him every weekend. In 1980, when I was listening to him for the first time, his, his last appearance of Jesus was 1958. And he said, since 1958, Jesus has not appeared to him again. Yeah. But you see, false prophets, it's like, they have a new prophecy. But Psalm 43 and verse 3, beautiful. It says, send out thy light and thy truth. Let them leap me and bring me unto thy holy hill. That's the Kodesh. Bring me to thy Kodesh or bring me to thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. You see, this is where God has prepared for you a good place by the light. So as you've come here, light is coming, truth is coming, and that will lead you. One of the things that I have seen a deterioration of Christianity is people depending on prophets rather than the word of God. I don't know where people learn that from. Yes. You have people who have personal prophets and people tell them things. And you should see them on, on television arguing about who is going to win the election. This was a, you have, we had NPP prophets and uh, NBC prophets. The NDC prophet were prophesying that NDC would win. And the MPP prophet were prophesying that MPP would win. Yes, as if it's a different God. It's amazing. But that shows you, you see, it's not that the prophet cannot predict or cannot say. But it shows you how we have blown Like If God hasn't said. Like for me, you know, I, 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 the elections... It, how, uh, rarely would you hear me say, uh, God has told me. But uh, there are times, that a couple of elections that I felt strongly that God has showed me, this is how it's going to be. One is when um, President Rawlings was handing over to Kufo and uh, Mills when they had that election. Yeah, I was quite sure that NPP was going to win. I knew it. If I, I started to say, to say, because I had a clear vision. Clear, clear. I remembered it. Yeah, and this last one too, I suddenly felt that NPP can win, but I didn't know how because I could see all the signs that they were they had no money and they were divided. And they were fighting, always fighting, and they had no money. NDC was so powerful. But actually, you, you get the feeling in Ghana that NDC is here, like maybe for about forty years they will be in power. You have that feeling, yes. Before the elections, yes, it was like they will be. I mean, like it's a perpetual party. They are so powerful. Pervading widespread, everybody was NDC. Yes, not only aware, everybody was a financial aware or a type of uh, 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 what do you call it? Yeah, yeah, it's true. It was so powerful. Then suddenly, I felt that for the first time, I said, These people can win. He started to get when I started to say, 
these people come with these people, and then they won. Yeah. I was not surprised. As I was in Zimbabwe and I was looking at the result, I said, ah, it's happening. By the evening, I said, this is it. Oh, yeah. Because I saw the same pattern as the other one. So, you see, prophet is not necessary. So you, you, when you are a real prophet, you will be genuine and, and be able to say, you know, I'm just telling you what I think. It doesn't lower you. It doesn't lower you in any way. You have to believe the light and the truth. Psalm 43 verse 3 are powerful to lead you. Yes, in this life, the light and the truth of God's word is very powerful for your whole life. If you're having a marital crisis and you don't have any counseling and you read the Bible, it says this, do this, believe it. Believe it, just believe it. I mean, without counseling, you can actually govern your life just by reading the Bible. So what does the Bible say? This. That's all. Let thy light lead me and let them lead me to the holy hill. And there are going to be times in life you won't have anybody to counsel you or prophesy. You go and see a prophet and the prophet will tell you, it's coming from the mother. Pardon, dear prophesy, it's coming from the mother. The, mother's, the mother of your wife is coming from there. It's a spirit your wife has inherited. Shabakaya. If you marry this woman, if you stay with her, you will die before her. It's an altar. It's an altar. You have to deal with it. You have to break the altar and come out. People prophesy people out of their marriages. People are prophesying people out of their marriages. Yes. So the light of God's word and the truth of God's word set aside. And where is it leading us to? You see, anybody who is a man of God should admit and accept that in no matter how great and wonderful he is, he is a man of God. He is a man before of God comes in. A man of God. And admit that it is the light of God's word and the truth of God's word, which is leading all of us. Yes. It's guiding us. Including the most powerful prophets. Learn how to recognize what God, God's word is the main thing. God's word is the main thing. Yeah. God's word is the main thing. Amen. Are you there you are living? Beautiful. Number four. God leads you away from your enemies. Away from enemies. Or to overcome the enemies. Psalm 27 verse 11. Teach me thy way. You know this is a psalm. Uh, how does it go? Uh, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear, etc. Now verse 11. Teach me a way and lead me in a plain path because of my enemies. God is going to lead you in a, in a safe way. A good way. One of your enemies is poverty. He's looking for you badly. One of your enemies is distraction. You can see the young man who was giving a testimony when he was in school. The fact that he is also experiencing depression. You could see that the demons were closing in. 
The demons were closing in to kill. That's why he tried to kill himself three times. They were, they were moving him. As he's destroying others and destroying people's lives, then the demons is closing in. It's closing in. It's about to choke him. It's a serpent. It's a killing spirit. Yeah. It's a killing spirit. Amazing. So lead me in a plain path. Amen. Number five. God is trying to take you and lead you towards eternity. Psalm 139 verse 23. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. God is trying to lead you into the everlasting ways. Amen. Beautiful ways of God. What does the other version say? Any other version? Lead me in the everlasting way. In the everlasting way. So, as you are here, God is not just leading you for this earth. So, when you hear preaching, which is just earthly bound, towards earthly things, do you see? (laughs) It is slightly different from the word that God wants to give you. Messages that are just economics, motivation, and secular ideas. You see, human beings bring ideas, but God gives revelation. Revelation. God's word is not to give you mental pleasures or to tickle your fancies. Derek Prince defines philosophy. He said he was a lover of philosophy. He said philosophy is actually defined as a love of wisdom. And he said, human wisdom, he was a philosopher, human wisdom can never be compared with God's revelation and light. Yes. It cannot be compared. They are two different things. Yeah. So we are not here to receive, you know, earthly ideas. He's Lead me in an everlasting way towards eternity. So my duty towards you is towards eternity. If eternity is not part of my work towards you, just how is your business? How is this? How is this? Then I've I've missed the way. Almost every head of state that I've had a chance to interact, I lead them to Christ. I say, save this prayer after me. Or some of them, I should say, where once the opportunity was there. Pray with me like this. I say, pray after me. Repeat this after me. Yes. And you see the big one. Because it's not just how the country will be. There are more things that are working in Ghana or in the nation than uh, economic measures. Let's be serious. Powers that are working here. Powers. So, lead me in an everlasting way. So, you must be in a church where they are, yeah, this one says, guide me on the road to eternal life. Yeah. And that's why when you die, they call the pastor. Always. Whenever something happens, you, you, you hear the phone ringing. If something happens, there's a funeral. It's church, only church. One of our crusade um, team just died, you know. He wasn't well. He's been away from the crusade. But as soon as he died, it was like the family is up to us. 
They, you always come back to the church. And the church the person was in, what the person was involved in, everything will come back to us. Because you know that when it comes to matters of eternity, not earthly wisdom and earthly life, it's God and his people. So God intends to take somebody somewhere and God intends to take you to heaven. That is the ultimate destination. He's taking you to heaven, not just to get money and to get a house and to get a car. He's trying to take you to heaven, heaven, heaven. The next one, he leads you away from error. Isaiah chapter 3 verse 11. Woe unto the wicked, it shall be ill with him. For the reward of his hands shall be given him. As for my people, children are their oppressors. And women rule over them. Oh my people, they which lead thee, cause thee to err and destroy the way of thy paths. Now, they which lead thee, uh, destroy thee. They destroy, they lead you to error. So now, when you, who are those who are leading you? A nation, a nation can be led into error. A whole nation. Now, most of Africa... Most of Africa, in my opinion, and I'm entitled, you know, in the United Nations Human Rights, you are entitled to your opinion. And in my opinion, not all, but most of Africa is led into poverty and difficulty by the people who lead. Yeah, it's the people who lead. It has been proved over and over and over. It's sort of like it's not nice to say. It's not nice to see. But the evidence is everywhere. You just have to look out. It's there. This is one of the poshest areas. We are in the posh. This is the posh area. Yeah, this high class. You should ask the price of the land. You should ask the price of the land here. If you like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the price. It's more expensive than America. Land here. You won't buy, you can buy half several houses in America with the cost of the land here. This is the posh area. That's why we are in this small space here. It's, it's not as simple as that. We wanted to buy the land here, the one by the road. They say five million dollars. Yeah. Five million dollars. The bush that you see over there where the rubbish is, that is five million dollars. No Zimbabwean dollar, Ghana dollars. Yeah. Who is the one who says Zimbabwe dollars? Who is that? At the back? It didn't come on time. Okay. So, lead me. Now, when you have a bad leader, you know, you have a poor country. You have insecurity. That's why there are walls. That's why people have to build walls. Abroad, there are no walls. You see the house there? There's no wall around it. There's nothing like begla proofing. If you go to England, there's nothing like begla proofing at all. Every house, you can just push the door like this or push the window and you are in the house. The ground floor is there. You can just push it and you are inside. There's no wall. Amazing. You can ring 999 and 
there will be a response. Again, we have so many numbers. 0246628 Try 027. This. Try this. Try that. Try that. <laughs> it's the type of leader. The technology is the same. Abroad, any mobile phone you ring, 999, it will go to the, what do you call it? Yeah. Every number. Every phone. Sometimes when you don't have units, you just press that one. It still goes. It's free. Yeah. It's marvelous. I said, I didn't say marvelous. I said it's marvelous. So, if that bad leadership is applied to you, just your personal life, do you think you'll go to a good place? No. Now, you cannot, you, you must therefore learn to trust God and learn God's voice for your life. You know, I don't trust myself, I trust God. I've learned not to trust my thinking. And all of us here must grow to learn not to trust our own minds. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding or way of thinking. You must fight to know the will of God for your life. Christianity is not about just worshipping. Worshipping. Let's worship. Let's sing. Let's worship. Let's sing. It's about knowing what God says and doing it for a change. Yes. And when that happens, you start moving, 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 moving higher and higher in life. Every step of the way will change. I am not here because I, I wanted to do this. No. I went to school, medical school, became a doctor, this, that, that. My life was quite laid out, which way you could see the way my life was going to go. I wasn't not good in school, I was good in school. Oh yes. I don't need to live I don't need to live in Ghana, I can live outside Ghana. I didn't struggle to get visas, passports, and so on. No, 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 not at all. That's my life was this way. Then I got to know him and started to follow him. That's how come I'm here. Today, by God's grace, I don't need to work till, till I die. Even if, even if I die at the age of 80 or 90, I don't need to work again. Oh yeah, what work do I need to do? I have, I have churches, plenty. I can't even visit them. Each church can choose to say, today, this is our month to, to, to give you your salary. This is our month. Yes, and everybody will be quarreling over the chance. They say, it looks like our chance is going to come when, only when you are in your 60s. <laughs> it is marvelous. Isaiah chapter 9. Accepting God's leadership of your life saves you from leadership at its worst. Write it down. Accepting God's leadership of your life saves you from leadership at its worst. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 13. For the people turn not unto him that smited them. Neither do they seek the Lord. You see? Look. 
The people don't tend to, to God. Even when God punishes them, they don't even notice it. When I was in school, something happened in the school one day and then the, the lecturer said they were going to cane two people who were involved in that thing. And they were going to kill them at assembly. The guy said, I, I, won't, I won't do it. I mean, he was in, from five, he said no. To be king at assembly, no. And the option was to, to be dismissed. And he said, I prefer to leave the school. And he left the school. Open your eyes, don't, don't close your eyes. If you want to close your eyes, you can't sit here. You can't sit one, two, three. You have to sit at the back. You can't sit here, close your eyes. All right? Huh? Yes. You can't do that. The people, for the people turneth not unto him that smiteth him. Neither do they seek the Lord of hosts. Verse 14. Therefore the Lord will cut off from Israel head and branch and rash in one day. God will cut off. What are all these things? Your head, tail, branch, rash. It may be a good part of you that is being cut off. <laughs> The ancient and honorable, he is the head. And the prophet that teacheth lies, he is the tail. For the leaders of these people cause them to err. And they that are led of them are destroyed. You see, Ghana's educational system is not riddled with apple because of the students. We are all students are the same. Everybody wants an advantage when he's writing his exam. And everybody will, will probably take it if, if he gets a WhatsApp that is showing the questions that are coming tomorrow. You receive a WhatsApp. And WhatsApps are going around of the questions. It's on Facebook. There's a page. There's a Facebook page. Pardon? It's called Wasi 2017. And it's there. Questions. Yes. Wasi 2017 is there. So then, listen, I'm telling you something. I want to show you how this verse is. Isaiah 9 verse 16. The leaders of these people cause them to err. And they that are led of them are destroyed. So leaders destroy lives. So now you have people, you have a system. You see, if I had been to school in Europe, maybe I, I wouldn't be able to stop, but I've never been outside to school, uh, to school outside Ghana. And my whole education from tiny thoughts to university is Ghana. I've never been to school, even for a week. Anywhere. Yes. And we never had any such thing. If you do English, if you do math, if you do physics, chemistry, biology, geography, history, economy, whatever, it's real. We never saw a paper. We never knew what was coming. You go, you sit there, and you, you do it. You get A, you get B. You get C, and it means something. And now we've, we've thrown away O-level, A-level, and created a system which we want to 
which animal is it that buries the head in the ground and says, I cannot see? The ostrich. He feels he's hiding. We don't want to look at it and see how we have destroyed the people. So when they come out of university, they can't even speak English. Very poor quality. And we're destroying the fiber. Education is the fiber of the nation. You know, like South Korea after the war, they really invested in education. Or the education of their children. That's what raised up South Korea to become like a world power today. Yes, there was school, 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 school uniforms, schools. I mean, everything was school. South Korea. That's what transformed the whole country. Yeah. So you have a system and you have people criticize and laugh at you more. What do you mean? Why do you want this? You create a system that, I mean, you, a person goes, you stand in front and invigilators are giving offerings to stand outside so that the exams can, can uh, they can cheat. I mean, in Ghana, it's not a, it's not a remote practice. When our school went for uh, exam, the people were hooting at them, holier than thou. You think you are holier than thou because our children were not part of our poor. So holier than thou school, holier than thou school. Small children. B E C. And we have leaders. You see, we have lead- leadership like people who are called with big names and big salaries. They are actually the ones responsible for creating an abysmally, fatally deficient system. Underline. You can underline all the words. Yes. It's not that the students are thieves and liars, but a system has been created that they go. The students sit down. The first button is A, second is B, third is C, fourth is D. That's, that's the system we have. A, B, C, D. Not in a far away, not in a far place. Here. Invigilators will stand and say, I'm saying this only once. Number one, A. Number two, C. Number three, B. Number four, D. Number five, A. Number six, in Ghana today. I can produce you the evidence and the recordings. And you will be angry with with me. But I'm just trying to say that you have people... That are produced by this system, but it's not the fault of the children. It's the fault of the people up who will not be prepared to the leadership. It says they destroy things, destroy the roads, destroy the forest, destroy the timber, destroy the gold, destroy everything. So now if you take your life, and you take your life to be an educational system, and you lead yourself wrongly, and you don't place the right leadership things in the right places, your life becomes like this. This is spoiled. This part is spoiled. This part is spoiled. This part is crumbled. This part is... And I'm telling you that you cannot lead yourself. The person who has to lead you is God. That's why he says, he leadeth me. He leads... He leads me. He leadeth me. He leadeth me. You have to believe that God is a leader and God wants to take somebody somewhere. And there's somebody is you, and there's somewhere is a good place. 
You must believe it. You must not mistrust God. When you read something in his word, don't think that it's not true. When you submit to your husband, don't think that, oh, in my case, you see, you don't know. In my case. When you say, love your wife, doesn't mean it's in my case. It's a, if you knew the, the witch I've married, you would not say, husband, love, love your wife. I, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. All the things that are in the Bible, you've got to believe them. You've got to believe. Psalm 43, verse 3. Let your light lead me. And let your truth lead me. Let your light and your truth, let them lead me. Everybody say, I want to be led. The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me. He leads me. So if he leads you, you are going to good pastures. Green pastures. Drinking waters. Beautiful. So your Christianity must be based and be more important, more importantly based on hearing God and following God's voice. Alright? Finally, the leadership plan of God originates in the voice of God. The originate, everything starts with the voice of God. Jeremiah 7. 21. I know we haven't read anything from the New Testament, but it's not always we read New Testament. Jeremiah 7, 21. That says the Lord God of hosts. Eh? Put your burnt offerings unto your sacrifices and eat flesh. Change the version on that verse because I think it's a little, it's a little blind. Add your burnt offerings to your sacrifices and eat Okay, back to King James, verse 22. Beautiful. For I spoke to your fathers. I spoke not unto your fathers. Uh, nor commanded them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings and sacrifices. Hey, hey, are you there? Look, it's not about burnt offerings and sacrifices. Let's be serious. Tell somebody it's not about all your burnt offerings and sacrifices. Be serious. What is it about? Ask the person, what is it about? What is it about? What do they say? Huh? Okay, read verse 23. Read verse 23. But this thing commanded I them saying. This is what I commanded them. Obey my voice and I will be your God. And you shall be my people. It's not about burnt offerings. Obey my voice and now I will be your God and show you what is a God. It's like one lady who was saying that, look, marry me. What I will do for you. I will make you Spanish omelets. And I will give you Italian massage. And I will give you Madagascar treatment. I will not tell you that Madagascar one is very powerful. Tyler Bota. Obey my voice. I will be your God. I will show you what is a God. One lady said, I, she was asking for somebody to recommend, tell him to marry me, to suggest to him to choose me. So what I will do for him. Italian massages 
teach what? Uh, there are children here. I don't want to say what the French, what the French and the Germans and the Madagascans and. I will be your God. I will show you God. what is a God. I will show you when somebody has a God. You shall be my people. Walk in all the ways that I commanded you. That it may be well unto you. If you follow his voice, this, all this scripture will happen to you. And it's not about burnt offerings. Verse 24. 24. But they hearken not. Nor inclined their ear. Huh? They wouldn't listen. Or even look. They wouldn't do this. What did you say? You see, some of you, the preaching is coming. You miss a part, but you don't even make the effort to hear what you missed. They don't incline their ears. I won't get the podcast. I wouldn't. I want to rewind that. You don't rewind. You don't. You don't bend your ear. So many messages I'm listening to, I have to rewind. I say, I want to hear the scripture or the parts. I want to listen to that part again or listen to the scripture. Incline. Pardon? I didn't. I didn't. I missed that. Mm. Hacking. Wouldn't listen. Wouldn't bend over to hear. But walked in the counsels and the imagination of their evil heart. You see, I told you, everybody has his own advice that he advises himself. Counsel, the word counsel is from the word counsel. Counsel, C-O-U-N-S-E-L. Counsel is actually what comes from the council. So when the Bible talks about the councils of God, it's from the council of God. God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit, the council. And it gives the councils of God. So your own councils, an imagination of your evil heart, your flesh, and your mind, the combination of wicked flesh, evil mind, stubborn heart, combines to give you advice Close down this university with routing. Beat up people. Do this, do that. Counsels of their own heart. Oh, let's, let's go with this boy. This brother is very, very good. You know? I saw somebody say, I want to sleep with somebody tonight. I want to sleep. I, I, this guy is from France. I hear French guys are very nice. Where did you get such advice from? Counsel of the heart. Wicked heart. And what happened when you follow your own, own ideas? They went backward and not forward. Jeremiah 7, 24. They went backwards. They went backward. That's why people are going backward. But I declare from today you are going forward in Jesus' name. Whatever makes you go backwards in Jesus' name. No more. And what is it that makes you go backward? The, following the owner, your advice of your own heart. Your own imaginations. So trust. Some of you on the mission for that, things I told you, do this, do this. Sometimes only one thing. Why don't you listen to just that one thing? Just listen to the one thing and don't follow the counsels of your own heart. Pastors, you listen, we come to a camp, we talk about prayer. You listen to it carefully and go and practice it. 
Don't follow the counsels of your own heart. And don't go backwards. I'm going forward. And I need you to go forward as well. How many know that I'm going forward? Are you going forward too? We are moving forward. We are not going backward into sin. Backward into our old ways. Backward into evil. Backward into the dark ways. Backward to the place where we were some way. We are going forward and not backward. In Jesus name. Verse 25. Amazing. Since the day. That your fathers came out of the land of Egypt. And to this day. I have sent to you all my servants. The prophets. Daily rising and sending them. Verse 26. Yet they hearken not. Unto me. Nor incline their ear. Huh? But hardened their necks. Stubbornness And now look at the sad part They did Worse Your life will be better than your father's life Now listen How many know that our parents have not had it easy Huh It's not been easy oh Parents are only telling you 10%. The reason is that you can't imagine your parents at your age. I tell you, some of your parents, they were nicer than you. They were more sexy than you. Hey! Some were more beautiful than you girls. Today you see your mother with a product. Your mother's waist has joined to the neck and it has become one can cook. But she used to be a Coca-Cola bottle, I tell you. When she was moving in town, waving all over the place. You have no idea. Hi. Some of you, you see your, your father's very quiet. A certain way. They used to be very happy. Yes. Our God wants to give you always an improvement on your parents. Always. If even the parent themselves will say, I want my child to do what I couldn't do. I want my child to do better than I did. Yeah. Any good parent wants his child to have it easy. I want my children to have it easier than I did. Yes. Always. It's a standard feeling. You want it. But how come now, instead of better, we are having worse? We are going backward, not forward. It's because people don't want to listen to the voice of God. So listen to them. Every one of the children here who has started honoring their parents, almost all of them have come to give testimony. Come, is it not better, you? Huh? It is. How many times better? Uh, like maybe 1,000% better. Everything is better. I have a relationship with him. He sent me to school many times. Uh, money is not a problem. Nothing. Basically, the... The dream relationship I want to have with my father That he can call me and say I just wanted to find out how you are doing And say hi That's the kind of relationship we have now So it's a blessing And before Oh and before Is the kind of father that 
somebody will be on the lookout so that when you see that it's coming, the alarm call will be made and everybody will retreat. Somebody will be on lookout. Yeah, lookout. Like, even if you are watching TV or doing something, somebody is on the couch, the one closest to the, the window, so that they can immediately tell that the car light, even before he honks the alarm that he has come, the car light will show so that the person will tell everybody that A by A and they will reach. A by A, it means what? It means he has come. Or he has come. Yeah, he has come. Or he's coming. And then everybody will just dash to their rooms quickly and put off the television. But he used to tell because one time I saw that when he came, the first thing he did was he went to the television and then he put his hand behind it. And he could tell that it was warm, which means that it was being watched right about five minutes ago. So he knew that everybody was around. And then it was when he came that everybody just went to their rooms. Why you didn't want to see him? Uh, No. Not at all, not at all, because our image of him was that he was like a tyrant, a very hard. You saw your father as Adolf Hitler. Mussolini, Lenin, Mussolini. But now he has it 1,000 times better. His father calls him, how is it? I'm just calling to check. Yes, yes. I was there when he brought a car. I said, my daddy gave me a car. You'll be receiving better things than the past. You cannot be having a worse life or going backwards. I am expecting each of you, eh, if your parents' marriage was P40, at least from P, what do you have before P? O, and what's before O? N, and what's before N? M, and what's before M? At least around L. It should move from P to about L, and before L is what? K. KLM. It should be moving from P up. Not downwards towards a Q, Z, X5, X20 marriage. They went forward. They went back, but you are going to go forward. You are not going to go back. They did worse. Look at the verse. They did worse than their fathers. They did worse financially. They did worse than their fathers. Your children will do better. And you will do better than your parents financially. Do you believe you will do better than your parents financially? Some of you can't believe it, but if you believe what I'm saying, you will do better than your parents financially. I analyze, I don't know, but I think so. And you would do better than your parents financially. It didn't bring you up to do worse. Next. Where is he? 27. Therefore thou shalt speak all these words to them, but they will not hearken to thee. Oh. Thou shalt call, they shall, thou shalt call unto them, but they will not answer you. He's talking to the prophet. Verse 28. But thou shalt say unto them, This is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receiveth correction. Truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth. Ask your neighbor, do you receive correction or you get irritated when you are corrected? Irritated. What did they say? 
They said, I receive it. Jeremiah 11. Say to them, that says the Lord, Cursed be the man that obeyeth not the words of this covenant. Verse 4. Which I commanded your fathers in the day that I brought them forth out of the land of Egypt from the iron furnace. Saying, underline this, Obey my voice and do them according to all which I command you. So shall you be my people and I will be your God. Go home with these scriptures. Especially Jeremiah 7 from verse 23. That's your uh, homework scripture. Jeremiah 7, 21 to 28. Jeremiah 7, 21 to 28. That's your homework scripture. Go and read it again. Yes. Let's all go home and read Jeremiah 7, 21 to 28. And you'll see in Jeremiah 7, 21, 22, 23. Put it on, 23. Jeremiah 7, 23. I commanded them that it may be well with you. That's a promise for verse 23. Verse 24 is the one that says about going forward and not backward. That's 24. And 25. 25 and 26. Is saying that they did worse. So these are the three blessings. Beautifully. Of following the voice of God. Don't listen to your own advice. Your own ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just trust God. Learn to follow. When you read something in the word. Psalm 43 verse 3. Send your light. Send your truth. Let them lead me. Let them guide me. Send your light. Send your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to the holy hill. So pray that God give you, give me a verse. Give me a scripture. Not a prophet, a scripture. If the prophet is bringing the scripture, great. But the word, the light, the truth, this is what you need. And your life is going to be beautiful. Beautiful. It's going to lead you. Psalm 22 will be fulfilled. All the six verses in Psalm 22 will be fulfilled. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me by green pastures till waters are made. It will happen practically. All of them. By trusting. Nobody, I don't like it when people say, so what's your vision? I don't have a vision. So how do you, I don't know. I'm just following God. Don't talk to me this type of leadership. I should give you dreams and my visions. I don't have. I have God. Yes. I don't know what you have, but I trust in God. I can't describe anything that I'm doing that is a plan that I had. If I say so, I'm lying. Yes. If I say so, I'm lying. I wish it was so bad. To be so nice to me, say, God spoke to me and he gave me three churches, the Kodesh, first love, and it's not true. It's not true. Slowly, slowly, step by step, he leads me. And as he leads me, this is it. I'm going. And gradually, I move forward and not backward. And you too, somebody will be describing your life and say, I've never seen somebody who moves forward so much and there's no backward in your life. And God will describe your life and say, I've not seen somebody who is not doing worse than your fathers. You are doing better than your mother and better than your father in every area of life. In the name of Jesus Christ, stand to your feet.
Beautiful. Lift your hands. Jesus, thanks a million for the blessing you give to us. We are grateful. Guide us mightily by your mighty spirit. Now, put your, lay your hands on your ears and pray that God will help you to hear the voice of God from today. So that you do well. You do well. You do well. Beautiful Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Beautiful Jesus. Thank you. We dedicate ourselves to hear your voice. To follow your voice. To listen to your voice. To trust you. Send your light. Send your truth. Let them lead me to your holy hill. Send your light. Send your truth. Let them lead me to your holy hill. We thank you, Father. And we bring you praise for what you have done today. In Jesus' name. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you are here today. You want to give your life to Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. Help me to know God. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you for you right now. Maybe somebody invited you to church, but you don't know Jesus as your Savior. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand quickly. And I'm going to pray. God bless you. God bless. I want to give my life to Jesus. I don't want to go to hell. Then lift your hand up. Just your right hand. God bless you. God bless I want God to save me. I want God to change my life today. I want to be born again. Lift your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, come to me here, the front. Come. Come from where you are. I want to pray with you right now. Come all the way very quickly. this prayer with me. Lift up your hands and say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my heart to you. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Please wash away my sins. Cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Today, I accept you. I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. I love you. I thank you. I praise you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I will not follow you again. I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All of you who have come to the front, I want to give you my book, How to Pray. How to Pray. How to Pray. It's a blessing for you. Everybody who has come, your life will never be the same. It's a blessing for you. Now listen, all of you who have the book, when we close, don't go anywhere. Just come here to this side, Salvation Corner. Your life will never be the same. We are going to talk to you for two minutes. If you have the book, it's your ticket to come here. This is a ticket. It's a blessing. It's free. Amen. And your life will never be the same. God bless you and you may go back to your seats. Hallelujah. You may be seated. It's time for communion.
going on a long journey and he was woken up by the angel the angel woke him up and said hey wake up first kings 19 and verse 5 the angel said wake up and eat why Because in the next verse He was about to give him A supernatural cake And he ate and he slept And the angel woke him up again Wow And he said Eat and drink Because the journey Is long Hallelujah And the Bible says he ate And he drank And he went in the strength of that meat for 40 days and nights. The cake and the drink, he ate it twice. And there's no food. Do you know any KFC or any banku that can last for 40 days is 6 weeks. That is from now till September, whatever. He went in the strength of that cake till next month, September. That is September. Today is what the 8th plus 21. So 20. Today is 6th. So, whatever. Three weeks. Ah, okay, to the end of the month. No, six weeks. September. Something. So it wasn't an ordinary cake. And an ordinary because I thought an angel who brought it. Now Jesus said, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood shall have eternal life or shall have life. Right now we are about to receive this bread. Take it. This is my body. Obviously, the bread itself was not his body, but it was being transformed supernaturally into his body. 
And by the strength of that meal, his disciples were sustained. He says, you have life. Whatever kills is destroyed as you partake of the body of Jesus Christ. The agents of death, the agents of death are destroyed as you partake of the body. If it is an accident, you will be spared. If it is a disease, the diagnosis will be in your favor. If it is a treatment, it will go better than expected. If it is a sudden and unexpected fluke of circumstances, by the power of God, the agents of death are blocked in your life as you partake of a supernatural meal. He says, if you eat my flesh, John 6, 54, and drink my blood, you have Zoe or eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day in addition to the life that he is having. Whatever is in your genetics, in your family, that would have made you have a short life is declared swallowed up by this bread and this wine. Whatever is in your blood that has determined that you shouldn't live too long, it is swallowed up by the body of Jesus Christ. Every family sickness, every family disease, you are declared healed of it today by the body of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you as we come before your holy table. We declare this to be the body the flesh of Jesus Christ. As we partake, we receive a flesh transplant, brain transplant, kidney transplant, blood transfusion. We receive stomach transplant, pancreatic transplant, transplant of our tissues. We receive the tissues of Jesus Christ. The flesh of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, into our lives, into our bodies. The body of Jesus Christ. The cup of blessing. You are about to receive a cup full of blessings. Whatever represents a curse in your life, today I superimpose the cup of blessing over that curse. Whatever mistake you have made that causes a curse to follow you, like three wild dogs following you in the spirit, everywhere you go and everywhere you turn, they are there. Hounding you and biting your heels by the cup of blessing. We enforce the blessing of God into your life. The mistake you made that have brought about troubles into your life. 
May this blood wipe it out and wash away your sins. May you be free from your errors that are following you like a spider's web. May you be free from your mistakes. May you be liberated by the blood of the Lamb that taketh away the sins of the world. In the name of Jesus. Now as you partake of the blood, when the angel of death comes looking for you, because of the blood, he will pass over you. You will escape that three more times before your day comes. You'll be involved in supernatural escapes, divine escapes, supernatural divine escapes of every trap and snare that brings death. Where the dead bodies are counted, yours will not be among them. When people are in the mortuary, you'll be in the house. You'll watch it on television. But you will not be part of it You shall see The judgment of the enemy But it shall not come nigh thee May the Lord grant you Divine deliverances and escapes From the hands of wickedness The blood of the Lamb That takes away the sins of the world The blood of Jesus Lift your hands. Receive your blessing. May you have the wisdom of Solomon. For you who travel from far to hear the wisdom. May you receive hundredfold. As you paid attention to God. May God pay attention to you as you found your way to his house. May the angel of the Lord find his way to your house and encamp around your dwelling place. May you always be found in a good house and a good place. May you hear good things and see good things. Because you have sought the Lord and decided to make him the number one. May God show you himself what it is like to have a God like Jehovah. May his feathers cover you. May he be a fortress for you. And a castle. The Lord is now your defense and your defender. May he defend you in the day of danger. In the day of evil. May he stretch out his hands and flatten all enemies around you. In the mighty name of Jesus. I declare you to be a proper child. Growing up in the light and in the favor of God. All the days of your life. Whatever misfortune and unfortunate wickedness you have engaged in just as you heard in the testimonies 
you are declared extracted from all types of evil in Jesus' name. Now, I declare your feet are planted in the house of the Lord. You shall be a tree planted in the house of the Lord. And you shall bring forth your fruit in season. People who stand under you will get shade. They will get fruits. They will get blessings. People who come near you will be blessed. Wherever you sit, wherever you stand, the presence of God will be round about you. People will be converted by looking at you. People will be changed by coming in contact with you. Your life has become a light that is shining in the darkness. You are declared a bright and shining and burning light in the name of Jesus. Those listening, listening, may you receive an impartation and a blessing and a gift from God. Light and wisdom and understanding that you have never had before. I see jewels. But when I make up my jewels, says the Lord, you shall be one of my jewels. When I distribute jewels and blessings, you shall be one of those that receive my jewels. Receive the jewels of the Lord and the blessings of the Lord. Whatever you need is now provided. I said whatever you need is now provided by the Lord. Receive your needs, all your needs, all your needs, all your needs that you are carrying on your heart, all your secret needs and public needs, which people can see that you need. May He supply your need by His power today in Jesus' name. And now, answers to prayers. We call them down from the heavens above. Angels of the Lord, come down with answers to our prayers, our cries that have come up to the Lord, our incense that has come up to the Lord. Let the angels as descend now. Let the angels ascend with our petitions and our prayers. And let the angels descend with answers. Your long-awaited promotion. Receive it now in the mighty name of Jesus. Your feet are stable. I'm seeing a lot of feet. I'm seeing shoes. I'm seeing feet. Receive stability. You are no more in sinking ground. You are no more on the miry clay. You are no more being sucked down out of sight. But God is washing your feet and stabilizing you and placing you upon a rock to stay. Everyone here listening. You heard testimonies, but there was fear in your heart. For you said within yourself, This was me, but I'm afraid that I will go back. I stand today in the name of Jesus. I fasten any demon that have decided to take you back to the world. I curse it now in Jesus' name. I pour fire on it in Jesus' name. I change that demon in Jesus' name. I bind that power in Jesus' name. You will never go back to the world. Whatever vomit you have vomited. I say whatever vomit has come out of you. You will never eat it again in Jesus' name. 
the vomitors, the evil, the smell that has come out of you. You are truly free in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the blessing for your children. There are many sisters here. You have a spirit of being unmarriageable. But today, because I've seen it, I stand in the name of Jesus. I bind that unmarriageable spirit in the name of Jesus. I bind that unmarriageable spirit in the name of Jesus. Receive a spirit of favor and attraction in Jesus' name. God gives you capacity. I say God gives you capacity and ability and grace. Receive grace. Receive capacity. Receive ability to marry in the name of Jesus. Your wedding will be one of the nicest in Jesus' name. Receive a spirit of humility. All pride and stubbornness and arrogance is cast out of you in Jesus' name. Somebody's eyes have been opened. Receive the ability to see, to hear, to know, to understand, to perceive, to understand dreams and visions, to see visions and to see dreams. Receive eyes opening visions and dreams in the name of Jesus Christ. Ah, long sights. Receive it. You see far. Receive it. Ability to see down what is going to happen. Predict and to see and to know. Receive that ability. Wisdom from above. Receive open eyes in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for your children. Thank you that the curse is broken. I, I cut off the python that is attaching itself to you. That says I will never let you go. I say today you will let her go. You will let him go. You will let her go. You will let him go. Go, 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 go. Cut up now. Come out. Come up. Come up. Come up. Come up. Come up. Come up now in the name of Jesus. Every anaconda spirit. I say your time has come. Come out in the name of Jesus. All forms of snake bite. Spiritual snake bite that you have received. Receive healing and antidotes. Antivenom antidotes in your life. Whatever has poisoned your life, whatever has spoiled your life, receive healing from it now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Now lift your hands. Thank Him for freedom from devils, frogs, snakes. Anyone here who has been surprised by a dragon, a sudden attack, receive divine wisdom and capacity to escape. And to wiggle out of that trap in the mighty name of I command your enemies to be distracted and confused that you may be granted divine escapes to come out in the mighty name of Jesus. All marriages represented here, I command healing into your marriage. All relationships, I command healing into your relationships. All confusion, I command peace into your life. In Jesus name Receive divine wisdom to know what to do Receive the voice of God to know where to go 
You shall live yourself in a good way by the power of God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, thank you for what you have done. You have done great things. I give you praise. I give you thanks. In Jesus' name. Give the Lord a mighty clap. God sent prophet Elijah on a long journey for forty days and forty nights. Elijah needed supernatural strength. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Guy Kewitt Mills. Please visit our website at www.thankyouwithmills.org. God richly bless you. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor Journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC.